Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Yes, indeed, and here we are, April 11th. It's a Monday, people, uh, here early in the morning, and a special, another special version of the morning after instead of Nick and Big J. It's Big J and Adrian. Hello! Good morning. Thank you so much for getting up so ridiculous early and coming in to doing this. This is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Try it for 15 years. Can't. Won't. Yeah, no. Won't. So I appreciate your sacrifice. Uh, this is Adrienne Kavner. We'll learn more about her, but she's the executive director of the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho. A good friend. Thank you. Uh, my other boss. <laughs> You're in trouble. Though. I have three bosses. <laughs> then, boy. Yeah. That's a Nick, lot. You and my wife. That's pretty good company. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm going to be put in a group, it's that one. So, but you're well rested. You just came off of a vacation flaunting around all over the Pacific coast. That's right. Flaunting and flitting. Yeah. Yes. It still feels like I'm on a ship. Like I'm sitting here and I, my head is a little Patrick Swayze right now. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm so glad you were able to make it in here this morning and uh, have some fun. We're going to talk about the Alzheimer's Association, obviously, talk about some of the things that we've been working on here for the last couple of years. So that's important to me and it uh, should be important to everybody. So we'll talk about that. We've got X-Rock Double Dare again uh, this morning, kick it off at 7.30, a chance for you to win 200 bucks. It's always a good time. And we got tickets to 10 years. They're coming to uh, the naming factory here. Uh, in just a few days, the 17th. And so uh, we'll get you tickets to that as well. We'll play some Pop Culture Smackdown, do all the fun stuff. And uh, again, we'll talk about uh, some of the stuff we have coming up with the longest day, which is going to be a lot of fun. One of the other things we do here is play music. Oh, there's music? Well, yeah, here? there's music. We're we play get started. music? Here? Yes. Fantastic. I uh, started with some House of Pain, jump around here on the X. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And in important stuff here, I mean, it's it's sometimes you can't help it. Uh, TSA, uh, they catch stuff you didn't catch. And the Transportation Security Administration said a traveler to Boston Airport security checkpoint was shocked to learn his cane contained a sword. <gasps> TSA's New England <laughs> tweeted a photo showing the sword cane that was uh, brought to Logan Airport by an oblivious passenger. The TSA said in a statement that the passenger had recently purchased the cane and been unaware that it contained a sword. Until it was examined by security personnel, the passenger turned the sword cane over what a disappointment that is, uh, to Massachusetts State Police and was uh, cleared to catch his flight to New York, uh, the TSA said. How is one unaware that well, one has a cane? You know, I could see that if somebody bought it and it, they didn't know. I mean, if it wasn't sold like in a Something Don't you think like the that. Sales guy is obligated to tell you. Sales guy might not have known. That there was a sword I think it's a plausible that I feel like it's plausible that <laughs> that could have gone down. Uh, but it also sucks that you lose that. I guess I don't know. Is that considered a concealed weapon or something? I guess you can't have a yeah a cane sword. But that's pretty cool if you but have a cane sword. To know that you have a cane sword and then have to 
abdicate. Yeah, you're wait. Wait, this that. is a cane sword. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna take this back. Yeah. But it might have been a legal issue. Might maybe we're not supposed to have cane swords in New England Probably or uh, in Boston. Who knows? Probably not on a plane. Either way, that that is some serious villainy villainy going on. <laughs> you got a sword. Does he also cane. have a monocle? Like I don't that know. would really complete I don't know. the look. Or a cat. <laughs> Mr. Bigglesworth that he was uh, joking around with on the plane. I don't know. Either way, I've had something confiscated at TSA myself that I didn't realize was in my bag. So I always give a little bit more of a kind of a pass to people because, you know, except for guns. That part, that happens at the Boise Airport more than any of them, almost. There are so many signs. It's like, hey, dummy. Think about if you have a gun. Yeah, the gun part is something I understand. I had a Leatherman. Okay, Which, that makes sense. but still, it was like a bummer, and I lost it. I had to give it up. Yeah. So that was no fun. Uh, and in the sports yesterday, the Masters uh, was uh, out there. I was watching it over the weekend, and you've got a winner, American Scotty Scheffler, the world's top-ranked men's golfer, won the Masters tournament, capturing the green jacket at Augusta, uh, his first major. So that's not bad. The 25-year-old finished 10 under 278, three shots ahead of Roy McIlroy. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we were all watching Tiger Woods, and uh, he did not finish up great, but he finished all four rounds, which is a big deal considering uh, his leg situation. He plans on uh, competing in the U.S. Open coming up here in uh, July, so that's pretty incredible stuff. Go, go you're golf. not a golf. You're yeah, not a golfer. I, uh, yeah. oh, yes. Obviously, you're Fantastic. not a bowler. <laughs> Um, and in some weird news, which caught me by surprise, I saw this on social media. Jack White, of course, uh, guitarist for the White Stripes and, uh, you know, the Tours. He both proposed and married his girlfriend on stage in the middle of a concert on Friday at the Masonic Temple in Detroit. <laughs> so <laughs> What a romantic yeah, location. <laughs> uh, and that's, you know, that's Jack White's home and hometown and probably his home Masonic Temple. <laughs> But, As one has yes, a home Masonic temple. He popped the question after asking his now wife, Olivia Jean, to join him on stage for a duet of White Stripes Hotel Yorba. Uh, the White's, White's parents and bandmates were all in attendance while uh, White's third man records co-founder Ben Swank served as an officiant. According to People.com, Swank began the ceremony by quoting Prince and saying, Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. <laughs> this is uh, White's third marriage, but uh, that's uh, that's sort of whirlwind, right? You have to have her know you know that she's going to say yes if you ask her to marry you, and then you get married right there. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, dream suppo- wedding that every little have, girl dreams of. Yeah, I'm supposed to have to do a blood test and all that stuff. And make sure you're not <laughs> related in any way. But you know, you know that marriage is going to work out when it starts with a. Uh, line from Prince, yeah. right? You would think. You would hope anyways. Yeah. Alright, important stuff in the bag uh, coming up here. We're going to get to know Adrienne just a little bit more. She's my co-host this morning uh, and then uh, we'll talk more about the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho and Alzheimer's Association in general. But we need your first look at traffic here this morning. Chili Peppers, Danny California here in the morning after with Nick and Big J. But now it's Big J and Adrian, and uh, she is my special guest today. That's me. And uh, I, I know her through the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho, but you've been working and doing nonprofit for a good portion of your adult careers. Yeah. I When I graduated college, I moved out to D.C. to work in government because that's my first love. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad because it's true and um and then moved back to idaho and wanted to be a lobbyist and the organization that wanted to let me do that was the american heart association so i did that for a while and then i was an executive director for another nonprofit and just kind of loved it and 
loved the all of the weird stuff like fundraising and lobbying and all of that and then um had my son and needed just a soft place to land and so went to work for this little startup company you may have heard it. it's called dutch bros coffee oh, i don't yeah. know if you if you've heard of it um just a small little niche coffee place i was their director of hr for a while um, and while I was there, um, my dad passed away from Alzheimer's, and so uh, this position became available. And in the Venn diagram of stuff that I really love, and the stuff that um, I'm passionate about and, and good at, I, I found the thing in the middle. So this, I'm here at the Alzheimer's Association for, I think the technical term is forever. Forever. Forever, yeah. yeah. No yeah. matter what. Uh, I know how you feel. I get that. And yeah. you've been the director for how long? Uh, three years. Three almost. years. Yeah. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. And because uh, uh, our relationship with the, the Alzheimer's Association goes back a few years before that, but that's when we really started getting wound up with doing a lot of stuff with them. And so it's been cool. Yeah. It, it has been. I mean, I started my career in 2019. I was like, I got that first year underneath me. I was like, okay, we're going to start killing it. And then 2020 happened. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I work for a nonprofit uh, during a pandemic. Woo. Yeah, yeah, talk. Yeah, it it was rough. And then and then 2021 happened. But uh, again, it, it's been really exciting. And the best part of my job is meeting people like you and getting to work with you every day. Yeah, it's been so. it's been a lot of fun. We'll talk a little bit about that later here this morning. But I wanted to give everybody a chance to get to know you a little bit better. And uh, next year, we're going to talk about the Alzheimer's Association and what it does and how it helps. Aside from just uh, the raising money for research and things like that, there's a lot of stuff that goes into what the Alzheimer's Association can do for people, uh, caregivers, and those who are living with dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah. So we'll talk about all that coming up next. Uh, appreciate you hanging out here again here this morning. Thanks for having me. This is a dream. This is fantastic. Yeah. It's actually, correction, it's my husband's dream. He's so jealous Luke, right now. Luke is very jealous. I'm so sorry. <laughs> when, maybe one day, man. Maybe one day there'll be a spot open here for you. We're going to get back to it. And just a few here at the morning after. So Nirvana is something in the way here on 100.3 The X Rocks. The morning after with Big J and Adrian. Hello. Hello. And uh, we are here uh, talking about uh, all kinds of fun stuff, including the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho. My favorite topic. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure at what point, you know, during my, my mom's dementia, which was, I felt very long. It felt like decades. But, you know, uh, it, we didn't really have some of the answers that we needed or what to do. And then I think at some point my sister did eventually find the uh, Alzheimer's Association, ALZ.org, by the way. Um, and But I wish I had known about it much more in the beginning. Yeah, we hear that sentence all the time. It breaks yeah. my heart every day. And why is that, though? Because dementia, and you know this going with, going through what you did with your family, it's extremely isolating, and you feel like you're doing it all by yourself. Mm -hmm. And what we try to remind people all the time is there's a community out there, there's an organization out there that can help, that has, we have support groups, we have information, we have classes we have workshops there, there's so much information out there and sometimes it feels like you're blazing a new path every day because in a lot of ways you are but there's ways that we can equip you with tools to make that a little easier yeah and you know i mean it's one of those things once you once you find out that that you have a loved one your parent more than likely who has uh dementia or alzheimer's you need to act quickly because you know there's 
there's not a lot of time but also there's so many legal things and things that you would never even consider like okay you need to figure out uh the financial part of that you mm-hmm. need to find out power of attorney you need to go through all of those things that uh, at some point that they're not going to be capable of doing any longer and you have to determine you know how far along that situation is for them it's very complicated yeah well and and you want the individual, if as much as they can, to make decisions in their own care process. Yeah. I tell people one of the one of the greatest gifts that our my dad ever gave us was a very clear advance directive, right? So that when when things were at the end, us as kids, when we came together, we knew what dad wanted mm-hmm. because he told us that very 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 clearly at the beginning. Yeah. So there's things like that. Also, I think that people think that just because somebody has dementia that it's, again, this horrible big thing. And I'm, I'm certainly not trying to minimize how hard it is, because it is. Yeah. It's really hard. But there's also some real beautiful things that can happen, too, as people regress. I got to meet the 25-year-old version of my dad, right? Who gets to do that? Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a there's a lot of really wonderful things that are mixed in along with the horrible things. And and what we're here to tell people that is that they don't have to do it alone and that there's people out there that can help them. Absolutely. So if you are looking for information uh, on any of those things or any of the programs that Alzheimer's Association has, uh, whether it's helping caregivers or helping those who are living with dementia um, and what you can do, alz.org. That's it's it. Pretty easy. That's it. It's it's like six letters. <laughs> you can do that. Yes, you, you can. can. Do that. I can do it. Then it's, anybody can. Yeah, it's less than a phone number. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit here in about an hour about something uh, that uh, we've been working on very hard called the longest day here for the last few years in the Treasure Valley. It's so fun. It is a lot of fun. So we'll get to that. Uh, we also have a chance for you to win some money coming up in just a few. But let's get another look of your traffic here. Important stuff. Hey! On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, so this makes sense to me. Uh, and that is, what would the perfect day look like? The average person would be happiest, Adrian, waking up at 8.15 in the morning. False. False? <laughs> Nine o'clock tops. Nine o'clock. <laughs> a perfect day would also have a sunny, spring-like forecast with temperatures reaching 74 degrees. Light jacket weather. Yeah, I, I like that. And being able to enjoy three hours outside. That's my ideal. Three hours outside. Uh, okay. They see themselves spending four hours with their family. That's fair. Yeah, and okay. Three hours with friends. It's a long day. Yeah, and then coming home and hopping on the couch where they'd use another three hours watching television. Okay. All uh, that tracks. Yeah. Unfortunately, we average just fifteen perfect days a year according to uh, this survey. So we need more perfect days. Yeah. I uh, feel like that's a slogan for an organization out there somewhere. More perfect days. More perfect days. Yeah, you're right about that. I. I was like, 8.15 is too late for me to sleep in. Like, on the weekends, I've had this bad habit where I sleep, like, to 8.45, 9 o'clock. And what happens is it's 6 a.m., I wake up, and I'm wide awake because I've slept in now two hours from when I normally Right, do. right, right. And then I fall back asleep, and then at that time, is like, oh, no, I'm super groggy when I wake up. It's just a bad idea. And <laughs> you I took just, a 6 a.m. nap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to wake up at 6 in the morning on Saturday if you got nothing else to do? Nothing. No, nobody. So nobody I, needs that. It's put me lately in a weird place, but uh, I, I think this is this is an ideal day for me. That's nice. What would you do with your time outside? 
with your three hours outside. Oh yeah, we don't yeah, do that. No, I no, don't no, no, do no. that. No, no. I should probably go outside and exercise or do something like that. Just sulk in the in the sun. Yeah. Uh, hey, in the sports world, uh, we've got ourselves an ending of the NBA season, and with that, the LA Lakers have fired coach Frank Vogel. Uh, he will be. Uh, it says here that he will be notified as soon as today. So they fired him before they talked to him. Apparently, uh, the report said there isn't a clear-cut front runner to replace him, and search for a new head coach is expected to be quote expansive and lengthy. Uh, they had a rough season there. The Lakers did, finishing 33 and 49. Uh, so there you go. There's that. And then uh, they'll get underway for the NBA Finals. Yeah, you basketball, because your husband, Luke, is a f- sports fan. He's a huge sports fan. Yeah. I Did they get enough goal units is all I know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no... I'm the, I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm the worst. Though you do like wrestling. I... I I know more than I should about WWE wrestling yeah. because of my husband. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That might be part of pop culture later. Let's do morning. it. So uh, that'll help you out. And uh, in the world of entertainment, as we're talking about, uh, the box office uh, was in pretty good shape this weekend. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 had the rollout that everybody didn't expect. They brought in $71 million and performed better than the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And Deadline reports that on a three-day basis, the film is Jim Carrey's biggest domestic opening, beating out Bruce Almighty at $68 million. So there you go. That's He's the impressive. bad guy in uh, Sonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which, um, there's also rumors that this might be like his last movie. There's like it, it, he's he's put out and again it's yeah, Jim Carrey yeah, but he's put say. out a ton of the stuff that's like he's done with Hollywood he's done with all the bull crap and he he's decided that this might be his last movie yeah farewell tours Sonic the Hedgehog two uh, <laughs> maybe do something more dramatic I don't know Sonic the Hedgehog number one number two Morbius the ten million uh, the Lost City nine point one an ambulance which I didn't even know had come out yet eight point seven million that's directed by Michael Bay big action movie you got the Batman hanging there number five still. It's Six and a half million. So uh, you guys go to the movies often, movie people? Yeah, I we we go when we can. Um, our six-year-old is now at the point where he can sit through a movie, right? Oh, like yeah. The, the, yeah. There's, there's kind of a, that age where that's not possible. But Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has been on the list for quite some time. He will be thrilled that oh, he great. can finally go. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, fun. All right. Well, hey, we're going to give you a chance to earn some money. Well, not earn. I guess you do have to earn it with X-Rock Double Dares coming up here in just a few. So you want to stick around for that. Uh, and um, I don't know. I haven't looked at my agenda, but we have something else. We'll talk about the longest day coming up yeah, in a little bit it. as well after some more traffic. Let's play the X Double Dare on 100.3. The X rocks. All right, now's your chance to win some money, and we've got on the phone here, Eric. Hey, you still there, brother? I am. All right, man. I mean, this is it. You know how X-Rock Double Dare works. It's a chance for you to win some money. And today's category, hey, parents, it's questions about kids' TV shows. Could be a difficult one. All right. Maybe. You got kids? I do. All right, good. Well, then you might get some of these right. Yes. Uh, Here's your $50 question, Eric. SpongeBob SquarePants airs on what television cable network? Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon is 100% correct. Well done, sir. You have won $50. How's it feel? Good. Okay. You want to go for 100 bucks? Let's do it. All right. Here's your $100 question. Airing between 1993 and 1998, the host of which popular children's science program often wore a blue lab coat? And a bow tie. That's Bill Nye. 
Bill Nye, the science right. guy. Good Bill, for you, man. You seem to uh, breathe through those two. Uh, now, 200 bucks. You, you want to give up your 100 bucks and try? Nah, let's do it. No, you want to get? You want to go for it? Let's do it. Let's okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. Big gambler. Who considered himself the cleverest of the Smurfs in the TV of, show of the same name? Oh, no. You can do this. Who, I believe in you. Who considered himself the cleverest of all the Smurfs in the TV show of the same name? I never watched the Smurfs. Oh, and then your kids didn't watch the Smurfs either then, is what you're saying. No. Uh-oh. No, I don't know it. Oh, man. Oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry. You're wrong. Uh, well, maybe maybe you'll have better luck uh, later with Jason Drew, uh, 1230. Adam is at 530. Eric, thanks for playing, man. Good luck, okay? Thanks, the answer, by the way, is Brainy Smurf. So they all had simple names. Yeah, Brainy. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I watched the Smurfs, but I didn't. You know, I didn't recollect or keep any of that information. <laughs> One girl, Smurfette. Smurfette, yeah. One girl. There you go. Uh, all right, Eric. Again, uh, sorry about that, and uh, you'll have another chance with uh, Jason Drew at twelve thirty. All right, come back. We're going to talk about something called the longest day. One of my favorite topics. The longest day, not the shortest one. Yeah, not the, the shortest. Longest. The longest. We're going to learn about it and how you can help and, and have some fun doing it too. <laughs> Corn got the life here on the morning after. It's 100.3 The X Rocks. That that show on sale September 10th out at the uh, Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater with Evan Essence presented by The X Rocks. And uh, we are in here with uh, Adrian. She is co-hosting this morning. Adrian Kavner is the executive director of the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho. That is me. And, um, you know, for the last few years, uh, I think it's been, well, it's the last two years I've been involved with the committee for the longest day. Uh, but, of course, you know, we've talked for years about the walk. It's a big tentpole event for Alzheimer's Association to raise money for the programs and for research. Uh, and uh, the last, I think, four years, they've had a longest day event here in the Treasure Valley. Oh, longer than that, but yeah. Oh, really? It's been, yeah, but it's really, I think, under... Uh, the last two years is really where it's gained a lot of steam. I wonder why. <laughs> well, uh, so we are trying to make this uh, something more accessible for people and to spread the word about it because it's a really cool way to be a part of a fundraiser. It's a really cool way for people to uh, to be able to get involved that maybe they wouldn't know how to be involved uh, in, especially because, unfortunately, Alzheimer's and dementia, it, it, it reaches so many people personally because uh, it's just that pervasive right now. Um, exactly, yeah. And so... So uh, it gives a, somebody like myself who lost a parent uh, to this disease uh, a chance to really, like I say, kick it right in the junk. Yeah. And it feels good to make an impact. And so that's what is really cool about The Longest Day because everybody has that opportunity to turn something that they love to do into a fundraiser. Exactly. I tell people, do you have an interest? Do you have a hobby? No. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have zero interest. I I am numb. No, uh, if you have an interest or a hobby, you can raise money with the longest day. And it's kind of what you said. It's a way to take grief or angst or or, or general discomfort and, and use it kinetically to move that forward uh, to do something about Alzheimer's. And so what we encourage people to do is find the thing that you like to do. Is that fishing? Is that baking? Is that golfing? Is that pickleballing? Is that... <laughs> 
tennis playing, whatever that is, reading, there's um, people that write, there's like whatever it is that you like to do, do that for the Alzheimer's Association. And that's what we encourage people to do with The Longest Day. It's really fun. Yeah, and I mean, that's how I got involved. I, I literally, I had seen an ad on Facebook for uh, game streaming. That's right. And I was like, hey, this is weird. I've never heard about this before. I thought I was one of the cool people at the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho. I wasn't at the no, time. No, you were. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so I decided, you know what? I want to, you know, do my stupid truck simulator game. It's something we made fun of here on the station with me for a while. Wow, and it was like turned it into a fundraising opportunity and that really got me involved um with with the association and with you know being involved with a committee and so now it's something where i love getting the chance to tell everybody about something that they can do exactly exactly so if if you um if one of your listeners is interested um it's it's pretty easy remember that that really simple uh website we talked about earlier alz.org slash T-L-D, The Longest Day. Go on there, register, and uh, plaster it on Facebook. And the reason it's called The Longest Day is because ideally it takes place, it was something that's like, hey, let's have a day where everybody does this uh, or around it. And uh, it happens to be June 21st, which is the summer solstice. It's the day with the most light. There's 16 hours. It's the day that we fight. Absolutely. And so that's why it's the longest day. So, you know, uh, I've got an event coming up May 24th. Uh, which is going to be me losing my beard again. That BJ's luscious, beard luscious beard. So, and that was the thing last year. was like, hey, uh, I got this idea. I want to cut my beard. How can we turn that into a fundraiser? Exactly, exactly. And you if, can. If, if you can turn a fundraiser into shaving a beard off, you can turn it. There's actually a fundraiser. Uh, two ladies in, one in California, one in Las Vegas, put blocks of ice out on their driveway and... Uh, uh, Facebook like live streamed it like which one would melt fastest yeah yeah wow anything can be a fundraiser that's literally anything that's crazy and of yeah. course you know the money that, that that is raised here goes to a couple different they goes to uh research and, Absolutely. and to to fund the programs that are available at Alzheimer's Association uh, to help people and caregivers uh, continue to you know fight on a daily basis Alzheimer's and other dementia absolutely correct Bam. Yeah, you're doing it. So again, the, could not have said it better myself. The, the website, I'm well trained. <laughs> uh, the well, the website is alz.org/tld. Uh, you can go search it on the internet, and you know, listen. You you can talk to me if you want. Big You can find me uh, there. The, that's my email address, um, and we'll we'll help you out and get you pointed in the right direction if you want to help out or take part in any of these other things that that we have going on that you'll hear about here through the station or other places. Yeah, well, and if somebody is like, I I, I like to crochet but I have no idea how I would turn that into a fundraiser. Sign up and I will help you. Well, let's talk because let's uh, do it. My, my daughter's girlfriend, Adara, loves to crochet. We're doing it. We're making it into so, a fundraiser. There you go. And if you want to take part in a pickleball tournament, we'll have more information about that at some point. Pickleball. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Pop Culture Smackdown coming up in just a bit. Uh, 10 years is coming back to the Treasure Valley at the Knitting Factory. We'll get you tickets to that. Uh, we'll also uh, see how much uh, Adrian's retained information about WWE. Yeah, you should call because it's not much. And you'll win. <laughs> well, we got a, maybe a three-question limit. So okay, you're we'll, okay, we'll be fine then. I'll, I think <laughs> Let's check out your traffic. Important stuff. Hey, what's going on in the 
news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, uh, cleaning your clothes, it's a good thing. Yeah, you should do it. Often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, two and three young Americans avoid wearing their favorite clothes because they don't want to ruin them in the wash. Is this a real thing? I don't I don't know. Did they not learn how to clean their clothes? A new poll found that 66% of respondents limit how often they wear some of their best outfits out of fear the washing machine will wreck them because they probably don't read the label. That's fair. Uh, the survey conducted in February uh, looked at how 2,000 millennials and Gen Zers do their laundry. First of all, who funds these polls? Number two, seems like a weird thing to poll about. I think this came from like the uh, the washing machine Industry. people of America. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I get that. I mean, I've had a knit sweater that I'm like, oof. I, I want to make sure that I don't like ruin that. I get it. <laughs> exactly. 69% are convinced they know how to do laundry correctly. Although oof. there's a slight difference in opinion when it comes to separating clothes. And see, I'm a non-separator. You just throw it to all in. hell with it. <laughs> we call that batching at our house. <laughs> and I won't do the laundry unless I do it my way. Mm. So if they want yeah. me to do laundry in a specific way, you're on your own. Then you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's a fair... That's fair. Because I have no problem doing the laundry or even folding clothes or putting them away, etc. But, you know, once you start g- giving demands on how I do that, yeah. I'm out. Luke Kavaner is great at laundry. He's fantastic at it. Oh, good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, he, he does most of our laundry. Because <laughs> he's, he's just really good. And I, I, am, I am more of a batcher. Just yeah. what, put them in. Because I, I also don't buy a lot of clothes, though, that need have special needs. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's important that. But a lot of people also don't read the labels first on stuff. And I feel like that's something you need to do. Absolutely. They give you literal instructions yeah. on how don't to wash put, it. Don't put this in the dryer. Yeah, they don't. Done. They literally sew in the instructions. They're right there. Uh, and we often just don't read it. It's true. Uh, Scotty Scheffler. Little Scotty Scheffler is the world's top-ranked men's golfer. He won the Masters yesterday after, uh, and captured the green jacket at Augusta. This is his first major, so it's a pretty big major to take down. I actually was in Victoria, Canada at this little dive bar watching Schiffler play in the majors. Oh, yeah? Big golfing fans? No. no. It just well, it was to happened do. to be on the television at the time, and he was killing it. Yeah, just back from a vacation. Did a cruise. I did. I did. It was nice. Uh, and so uh, he finished uh, 10 under for a 278, which is nice. Three shots ahead of Roy McIlroy. Uh, Tiger did end up finishing, uh, but uh, it was way down in the in the group, and uh, it was just great to see him be able to finish. So there you go. Uh, I don't know you uh, how much what your TV, TV watching is like. You ever watch Dancing with the Stars? Were you ever into that show? Um, no, but my f- my whole family is. Well, so yeah, it's what they're my mom. about to be pissed. Oh no! So Dancing with the Stars is moving to Disney Plus. So they're taking it off of ABC and they're putting it on Disney Plus after 16 years. Oh man. Uh, the dancing competition will make its debut on Disney Plus this fall, becoming the first live show on the streaming platform. So, uh, a lot of this too, you know, Discovery just bought HBO, and I mean, they mm-hmm. Warner Media, so they huge right now uh, in the conglomeration. But uh, you're, I think you're going to start seeing seeing this more, especially with listen. If people are spending this kind of money on these subscription services, then they want the opportunity to see some of that stuff live. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, and with the success of of 
like programmatic television. What do you call that? System? Scheduled? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Episodic. Yes. There we go. Episodic yes. television. Like, there's been a ton of good original stuff that's coming out on some of these streaming platforms. So why not try your hand at a at a live broadcast? Yeah. So we'll see uh, how that goes and how uh, how everybody reacts to that. But 16 years, I I, I don't know. The first couple seasons were cool, but I, after that, I get you know, I'm done with dancing. <laughs> You're a huge ballroom a, dance yeah, fan. Yeah, not a big ballroom Massive. dance fan. Massive. All right, we got Pop Culture Smackdown coming up next. The chance for you to win tickets to, to the Nanny Factory to see 10 years in Black Map. And Adrian is ready. Ready to go. She cannot wait. Chomping at the bit. It's funny because everybody who comes in here and guest hosts is terrified of Pop Culture Smackdown. As am I, but I'm yeah. better at sh- better at the front than most of Yeah, guess. you're better hiding. <laughs> 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 All right. X Workforce Traffic, brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. Uh, we have got CB inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center. CB, what's up? <laughs> have a chance for you to win some tickets. Ten years is coming with Black Map and Varsity. Should be a really great show. It's happening Sunday at the Knitting Factory. Uh, and you will win tickets by beating Adrian here in Pop Culture Smackdown. If you really want tickets to go show, I can hook you up with those, too. But I don't think that's your jam. Yeah, yeah. No, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's find somebody who wants to go to a rock show. Hello, the X. What's up? Hey, man, what's your name? It's Dustin. All right, Dustin, it's pop culture smackdown time. And uh, you know how this works. You get the first question. John Ratzenberger, he played mailman Cliff Clavin in the 80s sitcom where everyone knew your name. Good old Cheers. Cheers is right. right. Well done. Yes, good job. Adrian, this is your question. Oh, gosh. This WWE wrestler loves to tell people yes. Uh, Brian. Uh, oh, that's his last name. Uh, What is it? What is it? Brian. Bryant. Bryant. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. Oh, what's Daniel, his Daniel, Daniel Bryant. Jeez Louise. I mean, yeah, jeez Louise. All right. <laughs> Dustin, Scott Lang, played by Paul Rudd, is the real name for this sometimes tiny Marvel superhero who's had two solo movies. Oh, um, what is this? Uh, really tiny. So tiny. So tiny. Like an oh, insect. Andy. There you go. <laughs> I helped I helped the Adrian Adrian out, so I thought I'd help you up. All right, uh, this popular WWE star would routinely chug a beer and smash the can before a match. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin. There you go. It's classic right. right there. All right, and uh, another Marvel one for you, sir. Brie Larson plays this captain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Can you say it one more time? Brie Larson plays this captain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh. I almost gave you the title right there. This captain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, the Captain Marvel? There you go. Attaboy. That's right. Okay. All right. Uh, this WWE legend returned to the ring in WrestleMania against this former NFL legend, Pat McAfee. Who was it? Which? Just this, this last WrestleMania. A WrestleMania legend. Oh, I know this one. I know this one. Oh, my husband is going to kill me. He's going to kill me. Did you guys watch WrestleMania? We did. We totally did. Pat McAfee, the goofy punter. Yep. Mm, I can't remember. Dun, dun. No, it was a big deal. Do you know? It was a very big deal. Yes, yes. Because everybody thought he'd have a heart attack. Everybody. Oh, ooh. Um... Stone Cold. No. No. Well, he did come he, out, but he, came but he out. wasn't going up against it. You lost. You lost. I'm sorry. Do you know the answer, Dustin? I doubt it. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I quit watching a while ago. All right, hold on, man. We'll get your information. Uh, he doesn't watch anything. Dustin Overton. Um, I'll tell you the answer is Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon came out and wrestled. Yes. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. I did know that he gave. He came out and presented uh, Undertaker with his yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah, look at you guys watching WrestleMania. Look at us. Look at us. Uh, I, I thought I was hoping you'd get the Daniel Bryan thing because we communicated about I Daniel know. Bryan before in the past. So yeah. uh, there you go. Sorry about that. All right. See, no, no big deal. Pop culture SmackDown. No big deal. Did it? Yeah. All right. Win some people some tickets. Uh, exactly, exactly. Win some people some tickets. I think uh, we're gonna do some. Uh, we're going to hell action here in just a few. It's a real you, weird creepiness about to happen. Not you know. I'm in. You know. I am right. committed. Some morning after here on the X. Jill. Join me in my own private hell. The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Of course, we'd love to join you there, and we'll do that with this story. Uh, Fran is uh, a mother. Uh, and uh, doing her best she can, you know, her and her husband raising yeah. their kid. Uh, well, Fran, uh, Fran's husband, uh, I'm going to call him George because his name isn't named here, but Fran's husband, George, was putting their three-year-old son to bed when the child began to fret, and he pointed to the ring camera they have in the room. So they used the ring camera to keep yeah. an eye on the kid, right? Good idea. Uh, his dad questions him about it and says, hey, the camera, and it says, well, what's wrong with the camera? And the kid says that the camera talks to him at night. So uh, he brings in Fran, the wife, and says, uh, and, and they say, hey, listen, uh, let's ask him some questions. Uh, and the son says, the voice belongs to a boy, and it says it wants ice cream. So these, this is nightmare fuel. This is what we call yeah. nightmare fuel, right? Your kid. I'm, my palms are getting so sweaty. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the, it's the boogeyman come in through the ring. Yeah. Uh, the parents note the child has uh, made this claim before. Okay. Uh, and so they promptly remove the camera from his room. In a follow-up video, Fran explains here on TikTok, by the way, that she had a customer service call with Ring and was advised to change their password and add two-factor authentication. Because Ring has released a statement saying, quote, we take customer privacy and security extremely seriously. We worked directly with customers in February to investigate the matter and found no uh, indication of unauthorized access or suspicious of activity related to the Ring account on de uh, devices. But uh, apparently this is happening on a regular basis where people are hacking into Rings and freaking out people. No, thank you. So that's the lat poor kid. And here's the thing, too. It's like good on the parents for paying attention to the three-year-old. Because right. who listens to a three-year-old? I wouldn't. I skip. <laughs> You'd be like, it's fine. Go to bed. I skipped that age and went right to teenagers and didn't believe anything they told me either. <laughs> so guess what? These are good parents. Yeah. Uh, and how horrifying to, to know that somebody was talking to your baby when they were, like, trying to sleep. Yeah, no thanks. You want some ice cream, kid? What, are you grooming oh, that kid so one day gross. you can, you know, steal them? I don't know. I don't like so, it. So uh, be careful out there. And that's why, you know, sometimes a good old-fashioned baby monitor might be a good way to go. Closed circuit. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. 1980s. Off Close. the grid. Yeah. Because sometimes <laughs> we do rely so much on technology for oh. a lot of things. And it's so, you know, for those of us who don't understand how it's hackable. Absolutely. It's the Internet of Things, right? The Internet of Things. Yeah. Have you heard that. about this? No. Well, it's, it's this idea that everything now is connected to the Internet. Like, really, they have refrigerators, your doorbells, the all of these things. Yeah. And that that's now going to be, like, how people, how the... 
people like hack into systems is the internet of the things that are connected oh. to the internet, not our computers yeah, anymore. Yeah, instead of like some uh, sort of space asteroid coming in and taking things over like in maximum overdrive. It's just yep. the internet? It's okay. not It's not minimum overdrive. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> All right, uh, there goes our We're Go to Hell story. Uh, we'll have uh, more uh, ideas for you when it comes to Alzheimer's Association. Uh, in just a few, plus we'll give you another chance to win some tickets with bad impressions. But uh, let's get you one last check of your traffic. None of that in the forecast today. Ghost, call me a little sunshine here the morning after with Big J and Adrian. Uh, she's filling in for Nick here, doing a fantastic job. Oh, shucks. And stuck in the just the woes of 9 o'clock. We're doing it. Yeah. It's the final stretch. It is the final stretch. <laughs> and uh, uh, we've you know, been spending some time here this morning talking about, of course, the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho. But volunteerism is something I think is really important in general. Uh, and uh, I guess next week is National Volunteerism Week. It is. It is Volunteer Appreciation Week. Yeah. Thanking all of those who volunteer. Exactly. And I think it's important. I think it's a well-rounded individual who finds something to volunteer their time to do to uh, to help out and, and just do something out of the goodness of their heart. Well, and the, the fact of the matter is, is that people that work in nonprofit, we can only do so much, right? But if you want to make a real lasting impact, you have to have volunteers to do it. You just can't do it on your own. Yeah, I'm a volunteer. You are. Uh, By the way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, consider yourself appreciated, uh, but I not do. yet. Only next not, week. Only next week. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be for the Alzheimer's Association. Whatever you, you might be passionate about or something in your life that, that uh, you know, makes you feel uh, alive, it, you know, volunteering is a fantastic way to do that. And you should get out there. And um, Are there places people can go to look for volunteer opportunities? So there's always volunteer match is kind of the, the, the big one. Um, but honestly, if... You, if you just find the thing that you want to do, right, like the thing that you're passionate about, and then Google that thing, chances are there is an office somewhere locally that you can walk into or call. Um, and those volunteers that just come to you as somebody who leads nonprofit work, they're gold. They are just gold. Yeah. So. Um, and it's just, uh, I think it's super important as an individual. And as a part of uh, giving back to a community, whatever your profession might be, is something that you should really consider doing. If you've never done it, uh, you know, you should probably do something good for your karma and, well, and do it. And this community is is built on the goodwill of people that live here. I mean, yeah. just this community has such a culture of volunteerism that it's, it's Is it really? Is it, it different really is. than a lot of places? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We're special. Absolutely. Hey, we're special, everybody. Well, no, there's a there's just a ton of nonprofits uh, per capita. Like, there's just a ton of nonprofit organizations I had no idea. here. Yeah, and and that can't happen without individuals yeah. volunteering the, their time. The Idaho nonprofit is in this building. They are. Yeah, great organization. Yeah, I throw stuff down the hallway at them all the time. <laughs> They're uh, fantastic. No, and you almost had the office for Alzheimer's Association we in here. We almost did right across which, the street. Which would have been crazy. I know. I never would have left. Uh, I never would leave the building. Neither would I. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've had our fun here. Uh, we're going to wrap things up in just a little bit. Plus, we got bad impressions. Give you one more chance this morning to win something. Uh, tickets to 10 years coming up next here in the morning after. <laughs> And Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. It's more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. We got tickets for you to 10 years, Black Map, and Varsity. That show happening at the Knitting Factory on Sunday. We just need to give them away. 208-287-1003. It'll be a lot of fun. I'll give you uh, some clues as to who this might be. Hello, the X. 
Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Ryan. Well, Ryan, welcome to the party, man. You know how Bad Impressions works? I do. All right, so here we go. I cracked into fame on The Price is Right in 2007. Wow, that's going deep. Okay, I know. Next. Uh, I'm the only kid who grew up in Boise, Idaho, with three primetime Emmys. Ooh, okay, next. Jesse Pinkman is back, bitch. Dang. And you said the first one was about prices, right? Yeah. I, I grew up uh, in Boise, Idaho, three-time Emmy winner. That means that's a famous person. Okay. Not familiar with Jesse Pinkman. No, I'm not. Uh, just going to take a shot in the dark here. Adam Sandler? It is not Adam Sandler. He's not from Boise, Idaho. Though it would sure be nice if he did, if he was. Uh, there you go. I think everybody's hiding from the weather today, too, because, oh, we got another caller. You can do it. Hello, the X. Good morning. Hey, did you hear the clues? I did, and I heard the answer, too. All right, what is it? Jason Bateman. It is not Jason Bateman. It's not even close to Jason Bateman. Now the people are just making fun of me. All right. Oh, here we got somebody. Hello, the X. Who's this? This is Brandon. Brandon, did you hear the clues? I sure did. His name is Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul, yay! All right, you hold on. Don't go anywhere. We'll get your information, get your tickets, and uh, indeed, I, I can't believe you didn't. Uh, you haven't heard of Aaron Paul. Maybe new to the Treasure Valley. Maybe that's what it was. But uh, in the news here, because uh, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman are going to be making a return to TV thanks to Better Call Paul's final season. Now, that's something when uh, Better Call Paul started out that... Saul. Better Call Saul. Oh, did I say Paul? Saul. Yeah. Oh, got me on there. Are you a fan? Of Aaron Paul? No, Better, Better Call, Call Saul. Saul. Uh, minimally? I, yeah. I watched the first season. I didn't even watch Breaking Bad. So what? It's we I know, I know, I get that a lot. And uh, because the wife would never watch it with me. I should go back and watch it, obviously. Everybody says how great it is. It really is. It is. It I know. really is. I've watched a couple episodes. I think it's great as well. Uh, it's not that I'm anti uh, by any means, but uh, obviously Better Call Saul is a, a part of that uh, lineage and show. In fact, we even, uh, Nick and I, we went and did a, a, a tour at, in, in Albuquerque, the Breaking Bad tour. Oh, yeah? If you see that, if you can see that, uh, the crystal ship. Yeah. So we got that. We did a, a broadcast out there in Albuquerque when we were on a road trip, and uh, we went on the tour and everything. But uh, in this final season, a Better Call Saul, uh, Pinkman and uh, Walter White going to be making an appearance. Not sure how often or how much, but uh, I think it's something that every fan was probably hoping would happen when Better Call Saul became a thing. Oh, yeah. The dynamic so. duo is back. Yeah. We'll see how that goes, because then they got to de-age themselves. Oh, yeah. But I don't think Aaron looks any older than he did then. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. There's bad impressions. We're going to wrap things up next here on the morning after. It's the latest from the Chili Peppers Black Summer here on the morning after. It's 100.3 The X Rocks. And uh, we've come to the end of the road. It's the end of the road. With special guest Adrian. Well done. Oh, my gosh. It's done. I've done yeah. the thing. You did Pop Culture Smackdown. You did great. Man. We talked about the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho, something you know very much about. Oh, it's my favorite topic. Uh, the longest day. We've got events coming up. You can get more information at uh, alz.org slash TLD. Yeah. Go there right now. Nine sign letters. up. 
And if you don't know how your special interest or your hobby can be a fundraiser for the Alzheimer's Association, go sign up and we will help you. I promise. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so, and what are the chances here that at four o'clock we actually do have a, a, a committee meeting today? That will happen. Okay. At, we're going to try to make that happen. <laughs> forecasting good news is we have a, a meeting today so i uh, appreciate you so much coming in and taking the time and helping out here this morning it really Absolutely. is awesome oh thank you for having me this was honestly so much fun um and it's just it's it's fun to see you in your element and and uh work with you a little bit outside of our committee that was that was it was a fun morning yeah i really appreciate that and yeah. a couple of weeks ago we had another committee member dave David, yeah, in here uh, for uh, the transit, talking about uh, what was going on with the tree fort. So yeah. that was a lot of cool. What a stellar but dude. Yeah, so we yeah. are very lucky that way. So thank you so much, and I guess I will talk to you later today. Yeah, I'll be there. Uh, that'll be fun, and we've got some more X Rock on the way. Jason Drew will be in here a little bit. Uh, thanks to Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, and toilets that won't flush. Stop freaking! Call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, Heating, and Mechanical is your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com and that's all she does for us nick will be back tomorrow we'll be back to full strength so everybody out there you have a safe rest of your weird ass weather day here in the spring in the treasure valley it's big j for the morning after the morning after podcast brought to you by idaho advocates you didn't deserve to be in an accident but you do deserve an advocate make sure you hit them up on their website idahoadvocates.com